0: This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Knows. Good morning. We are doing the Uddhava Gita. We had started verse uh, chapter 14 and uh, we had completed a few verses till verse 4 we had done. Based on the questions which uh, Uddhava had asked Sri Krishna, Krishna had answered him about the path. Of realization and he's assumed that there is something which Uddhava understands about realization and then what happens after a person is realized is mentioned over here. So we are continuing from verse 5 onwards in this new chapter. So we are doing Uddhava Gita chapter 14, the last message of Sri Krishna verse 5. Therefore, O Uddhava, dwelling on your own self till the attainment of realization, be endowed with knowledge and realization and worship me with devotion. Now, here we get to understand something very unique. The idea that realization comes later. First comes dwelling on the self. Which means you have explored the idea called the self before. So before I realize the self, I have to know that there is a self. Think about it. Before I realize the self, I have to know the idea that there is a self and I have to dwell in the self. Which tells us that there is a lot of stuff to do before you actually get realized. So it is not so simple as it looks. (laughs) The path of realization is very, very tough. Okay, if you think you are going to get realized, you know, just some bulb is going to shine on top of your head tomorrow. That is mistaken belief. It's not going to happen because you will have to dwell in the self for a very long time before that bulb shines. So, the idea that The attainment of realization. What is the attainment of realization? These these words are very, very strange. A person can attain realization, which means we have to get it. Get it. We have to go get it. Now, I cannot be dwelling in the self and not get attained. If I am dwelling in the self for a very long time, then attainment is possible. But if I am not dwelling in the self, the attainment is not possible. There is is this idea which you have to explore. So if I have to dwell, dwell means, see, when we look at the word dwell, dwell it means you are going to stay there. So let us think about it. What is this dwelling in the self mean? First, dwelling in the self means, suppose you have a house, you have built a house. Let us say it is of you know a farmhouse all right now today during the times of coronavirus what are you going to do you're going to do self-isolation right so when you're going to do self-isolation what is the best thing for you to do most of the people are moving away from the city into the villages why because the air is good over there you know you have very good air There is no pollution over there. There are no people close by. That means one house is far away from the other one. There is a distance already created. Normally when there are people, you have to use the distancing techniques as well as wear the mask. This is a standard requirement today. Now think, when I am staying in a far, far away location where one house is distant than the other one, I don't have to practice it that seriously. But I can still definitely do what is necessary during these times of crisis. But let us take it like that, that you have gone to this place, which is your farmhouse. You have isolated yourself. So doesn't that tell you that when a person is dwelling in the self, he has to first isolate himself? If he is in connect with hundred people, even his near and dear one, let us say his wife is there or, his, or her husband is there. Do you think realizing the self is possible? I don't think at all. This is, it is not possible at all. You can't dwell in a self alone with another person over there. So if somebody thinks that I will take my spouse or I will take my children or I will go with my guru. No. The guru normally will teach you how this is done. You stay away in isolation. Number one, you don't get involved in any activity. Your mind has to be calmed down. There should be no activity in the mind. Your chedakash has to be cleaned, cleared out. Your heart has to become pure. You should not have a single thought of any kind of attainment also. You are not going to attain anything. So don't say, no, I am going to get self-realized. That is why I am going to isolate. No. You just have to dwell in the self. It has to be completely at ease. So this dwelling in the self is a very, very important step. And how many days, years, months, nobody knows. This cannot be said when the realization is going to strike you. Okay. So this realization, this understanding, the knowledge that seeps in is very, very deep. So now, therefore, Uddhava, dwelling on your own self till the attainment of realization. You have to dwell in the self till you attain realization, which means your isolation period can be a very, very long one. For some, it may be a few weeks, days. Yes, because their sadhana might be so very sincere. You have to do your practices. Your spiritual practices is a must. See, absolutely frugal way of living. That means you're not carrying anything with you. You're not carrying your entire backpack with you, with your cell phone and stuff like that. Just please remember, you're not, you're not, you're isolating yourself. You're not carrying your world with you. Just ensure that there is nothing around you. There is not even, a, you know, a sound which is coming over there. Okay, yes, if you are sitting near a river bank and the river is flowing smoothly and calmly, that can soothe you. Yes, if you are staying in the mountains, in some cave, yes, there may be some bats around or there might be some kind of, you know, birds or whatever. That's all right. So I hope you got the answer. When you isolate yourself, when you are not in connect with anybody, the world is stilled around you. Absolutely. And how many days, weeks, months, years, I have no idea. It is dependent on your sadhana, on the amount of effort that you are going to put in. So once you have put in that effort and once you have realized yourself, the realization strikes a person like this. Understand that. It just descends on you, literally. And please understand, it is also the grace of God. It is by the grace of God, by the grace of the divine that this thing descends on you. Then you will be endowed with knowledge and realization. At that time, you will be complete with the knowledge. That means you are filled to the brim. You don't have any questions arising in your world. Any question that is going to disturb you even this much, the question that will not arise, where am I going to get my food to eat? This question also doesn't arise. Where am I going to get the water that I want to drink? I can tell you this much, these questions have no relevance to a realized being. He is not bothered whether he is wearing clothes or not wearing clothes. He is not bothered that next to him there is a very big snake sitting over there. You you have to know this. Even if there is a wild animal or a snake sitting next to him, it really doesn't matter. He is not a snake charmer. He is not a person who is used to snakes or the wild animals. But the wild animals, the snake and every other creature that is there, including the river which might be overflowing... It is listening to him. Remember this. This man is no longer a man at all. He is a realized one. A realized person is full of knowledge. Complete with the knowledge, there is nothing more to grasp anywhere. He doesn't have to think, how does this grass grow? Why is the river going like this? You know, all these questions are not there at all. There is not even this question that have I seen God? The answer is there right in front of his nose. There is nothing to actually stress him out on. Does this person have a family? That also is the question, non-existent question because it is not even scratching him anywhere. Got it? It doesn't even appeal to him. There is nothing like that. So, He has got this knowledge up to the brim and realization and worships me with devotion. So what does this person do? Remember, this question was there. Has he seen God? Of course he has seen God. And then what does he do? A realized being then understands the truth See the word self-realization. I know myself. Who am I is answered. See who am I is answered. What is that is answered. What is that? That question. What is that? That is God. So that is also answered because God is there in front of him. That answer is also there. So what does he do? He becomes a devotee of God. So even if you are following the path of Sankhya Yoga or Karma Yoga, devotional path is the ultimate. Please remember this. There is nothing else beside devotion. So it is not important that you have to follow the path of Sankhya Yoga. No, not necessary at all. It is not even important to follow the path of Karma Yoga. You can be just a Karma Yogi by chance. You can just be a Sankhya Yogi by chance. But devotion. You have to be in it. If you are a devotee of Krishna, you will attain your path immediately. This is the answer. So we move to the next verse. This is chapter 14. Uddhava Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna. Krishna is talking to Uddhava. Verse 6. Sacrificing unto me the self and lord of all sacrifices in their own selves. Through the sacrifice of knowledge and realization sages have attained to perfection in that they have realized me. Now, once you have attained the state of self-realization that self-realization is literally you. Then what happens? It is like the biggest gift that you have ever got in your life. If you have got that gift now tell me what does knowledge tell you? Do you want the gift? The answer is no, I don't want it. It is not important. I don't need to own anything. The realization is also like an ownership of something. Okay. Now you want to own a Lamborghini or some such fancy car. Okay. And now you have got it. What do you do with it? Nothing. You are not going to drive it because where are the roads to drive? Right? Where are the roads to drive? Where is the petrol to pay the money for? (laughs) I mean, you don't have money. So where is the petrol going to come from? Maintenance cost is very high. So now see all these things which I am telling you, think about it. What is the self-realized person going to do? Where is he going to drive around in? So, what is he going to do in this world? With self-realization, the person has nothing to do. He's not going for a drive, remember this. He's not going out, okay. Let me go and test myself out. Self-realization, self-realization. Do you know this? Do you know what is self-realization? He's not going to go and ask anybody. So the person has nothing to do. It's like a very, very expensive you know, uh, gold or jewel or something like that. He is going to have the most expensive jewel lying in his hand. What does a person do who has nothing to gain? Think about it. It is like a poor man has found a million dollars or a billion dollars. What is he going to do? There is no way. So, what does the person do? A realized being has to now trade in. You know, trade in like you do trade in. Okay, now I'm going to trade my Lamborghini for a, maybe a cycle or maybe something like that. <laughs> a pair of shoes. You got what I'm saying? He's going to trade in. And what is he going to trade in? This realization, he has to trade in for the love and devotion of Krishna. Which means, you have to take your realization and keep it at the feet of Krishna and tell him, take your realization back. I don't want it. (laughs) It is so beautiful. Because you don't need realization. If you have got your God in your hand, the palm of your hand, why do you need realization? This is the funniest part. Sacrificing unto me, the self, and lord of all sacrifices in their own selves. So what do you do? You say this self-realization, I don't want. Take it away. Please. Now that you have given me, I know. You see, it is like having a nice medal, you know. Maybe you have become a Nobel Prize winner or something. I don't know whether they give a medal for Nobel Prize. I'll just hold it like this. Oh, see, I've got Nobel Prize. After that, what do you do? Eat it. Yeah, in some of the places, if you have seen the Olympic medal, you know, they will put it in their own like this. For what, I don't know. Maybe they are testing it out, whether it is real gold or real silver or whatever. (laughs) But here the idea is, you have got this great medal. Okay, you have reached realization. And then what? (laughs) Nothing. So, sacrifice it to him. Sacrifice the self to Krishna. Krishna is giving this understanding. There are those who haven't sacrificed. They have reached the path of self-realization and they have said, "Krishna ji, I am not interested in sacrifice. Why? Because I don't want to be around also. And they have dissolved. Dissolved. And they have dissolved in the nothingness. They have dissolved in the Brahma. That's it. They have disappeared in it because they don't want to do anything. They don't even want Krishna's love. They don't want anything. That is what some people have actually done. But this is not like that. I would still love to have that sweetness of love, no? So the simple thing is, sacrifice this unto the me. The great one who is there. I am the master of all the selves. Remember that. I am the master of the self. I am the master of everything. So sacrifice all that to me. Krishna is saying these words. And then he says, when you sacrifice this knowledge and realization, this knowledge which you have got, why do you need it? Why do you need it when I am with you? I am the entire Google of this world. I am the entire Wikipedia of this universe. Why do you need even that book? Carry me with you, isn't it? Just carry me with you in your heart. That's it. Carry Krishna in your heart. The entire knowledge is yours, but you don't carry it with you. If you carry it with you, you don't have the capacity to do so. If there is a body which is just about five feet, nothing. What do you think is going to be there? The kind of memory that a person has is zilch. And you think you can carry the entire universe, the whole knowledge of creation and the universe and instructions and everything? It's not possible. Can you carry the knowledge of the gods and the three worlds? No. Can you carry the knowledge of the divine unmanifest? No. Can you carry the knowledge of the divine second unmanifest? Not at all. So if somebody says, you know, you are carrying that knowledge, no. Sacrifice it to Krishna. Say, I don't need this knowledge. I don't need this realization also. Just take it away. Just take it away, and I am am satisfied with what I have. And they have attained perfection in that way, they have realized me. So, these sages would have attained perfection if they have sacrificed the knowledge and the realization unto me. So, take this knowledge. Take the realization, take this self and give it at the feet of Krishna and say, Krishna, I don't need this. I just need your love. That is it. Now, we are starting something completely different. It is called the devotional aspect. <laughs> this will tell you something really strange. Why do you need realization in the first place when you are going to chuck it? Right? Right? You are going to have it and then chuck it. Why do you need it in the first place? Why can I not eliminate all these steps and go to the last step? The last step is what? Realizing Krishna, isn't it? Knowing Krishna, just to be with him, just to be the devotee of Krishna and to be in love with him is the, the absolute ultimate step. And there are no other steps after that. Because I am going to attain the second divine unmanifest, which is Krishna himself, which is his abode and there he is a supreme person. If I am going to get that, why do I need this in between stages? I don't want to travel by train. You got the point? Why do I need to travel by train and stop at all the stations and then go ahead? Somewhere the train is not working. Somewhere the bridge has blown off. Something has happened. Why do I need that? I will take a flight, direct flight from where I am and I will say, give me a direct flight to Krishna's heaven. Huh? Which way? And you know what you have to pay for? There is a visa stamping to be done. Okay. The visa of love. Okay? And the passport of devotion. That's it. If you have this, the passport of devotion and the visa of love, you can attain Krishna. Direct flight over there. You don't need to go through any of these middle stages. So we are going to now do that. So let us see. Now, before he ends, Krishna is giving a wrap up of all these things. How does he say this? So this is verse 7 from chapter 14. The last message of Sri Krishna. The threefold modification, O Uddhava, which has come upon you is an illusion. For it only comes in the middle and is not at the beginning and end. When birth and such other things befall it, what is that to you? For that which exists at the beginning and end of an unreality alone persists in the middle. Looks like I'll be a bit twisted, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, I'll just give you an understanding of is your life from the time you were born till you die one stretch? You may say I was born in a certain year. All right. You are born in 80s, 1980 maybe. All right. And today is 2020. So, how many years have gone by? 40 years. Okay. Let us think. You have started at 1980 and you are now at 2020. You will be dead at 2060. Okay. I am giving you an 80 year lifespan. Okay. (laughs) Which means you will survive the pandemic also. Okay. Let us think about it like that. So, you are going to be... So, you may say, Oh, I was born in nineteen eighty. That means I started my innings when I came into the from the pavilion into the ground. Who has told you that? Anybody told you that that you started on that zero day? <laughs> there is no zero, even in dates. If I go date wise, you know, go backward, backward, backward in time, there will be zero. AD or BC or what, God knows what. No idea, isn't it? Do you think that's where it stopped? And they say, okay, from today we will start this world. And you crank it. And you start working. Something like that happened? No. The earth was already there. So you will have 1 BC, 2 BC, 3 BC, 4 BC, like that. You go to 100 BC. Okay. 200 BC, 300 BC, 400 BC, 500 Can you go how backwards by the way? How back? Further, further, further. It is endless. This side. We are in 2020. So can you go ahead? How many years will be there? Endless. I can't even tell you when it is going to be. It is an endless thing. Here also and here also. Now think about yourself. So 1980 is not the date of your birth. Sorry. 1980 is when you put on these new clothes. You know that story, Emperor and his new clothes? Like that. You put, you are the emperor, you have put on new clothes. And at the end of the day, you will remove them. So, at the end means what? Say, 2060, you may remove your clothes. That's it. But you are still there, no? Huh? So where is the question of the beginning or the end? Any person who thinks that he began at a particular life and ended at a particular life is mistaken. Why? Because who can understand this? Only the spiritually perfect will understand this. The average human being has no idea. He thinks that today is my birthday. Okay, let me cut one cake. (gasps) I become old, you know. How old? 84 years old. Why? 84 years old. So sad. You will be dead very soon. But you are already dead and you are already born again. So new bodies. You take new bodies. Because you have not finished your battle with karma. Your karma is going on. It's like a never ending story. So you are just somewhere in the middle only. You are neither here nor there. There is no beginning and there is no end there. Got the answer. You are always in the middle. Beachwala. You know what in India, beachwala is a wrong word. But you are somewhere in the middle only. You are not neither here nor there. So Krishna is saying, see, you are always in the middle. You are never in the beginning or never in the end. If you think you are in the beginning and the end, that means there is a termination point. There is a beginning point and a termination point but you are an eternal being. The self is eternal. The self is eternal. The soul, the spirit soul is not. But soul is eternal, isn't it? You are the soul, the paramatma's being like a small fellow. Now, where is the question of termination there? You are not going to terminate Just because you are dead doesn't mean that you have gone away. And by the way the moment you say dead, then you will think of, you know, oh we are going to have a science and we will ask you where are you born now? Okay. You know all that funny thing that happens in this kind of places. Yeah. Let us call on Mahatma Gandhi. Why you want to call on Mahatma Gandhi all the time? A poor fellow is irritated over there every time somebody wants to call him. See, The idea that we conduct all this kind of nonsense is wrong. Don't go and do those kind of things. It's not worth it. Let me tell you. Where is my dead mother gone? Why do you want to know? She might have taken up another body, you know, for all you know. Or she might be enjoying herself watching some TV in some heaven. Who knows where she is? God alone knows. Don't even bother to find out. Okay. Let her enjoy where she is. So the idea is like this. Don't bother. Hmm? And If you keep on thinking that yeah I have so much karma I have to be born again and again and again. That is the reason why you are learning this book isn't it? You don't want to have this this rebirth and rebirth and rebirth. Why do you need this rebirth? Why do you want to meet the same person over and over again? Maybe that person is a grasshopper and you may be a snake. You know you will eat him up. Poor fellow. Okay, I'm just talking about next life. You may be born as a snake, like that, and you see that grasshopper jumping, or maybe like a frog, Um, nice yum yum. You see, (laughs) that's what you will do in your past life. He was your husband, and now he is your nice, you know, chicken tandoori for you. What is this? So, why bother so much about it? So, this is this. Though I am making fun, but it is very serious. Let me tell you. This idea that, you know, like we have to be in, in Hindu. This thing we say, no, uh Seven lifetimes we have to be together. The husband and wife will be together. They say, oh my God. Why do you want that person with you? Think about it. You want that person with you in seven lives? Ah that is so silly I will just imagine in the next life that person may be a mongoose and you may be a snake what is going to happen he's going to bite you okay so don't get into that kind of a thing okay so the problem is that 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 is never understood why is it so important so you have to let all this nonsense go let it go let it go somewhere What is it that you got to think about it? You are in the middle. And this is a chance of a lifetime. So the threefold modifications are there. The threefold modifications. What are these threefold modifications? This. Can you see this hard stuff? Okay. This is the threefold. There is one. You got three kinds of bodies, isn't it? This is one body which you can feel, touch and experience. Inside that you have got the most stupidest body of all. It is called the subtle body. You know what the subtle body is? It puts you in so much trouble you cannot even imagine. It is called mind and intellect. And even that prana. Mind body? That is the worst one of all. It keeps on putting you in so many traps. You just open your mouth and praise someone, you know. You have done a great job. Just imagine, your mother has served you a very nice fish dish or something like that and you say to your mother, you have, this fish is so nice. Actually, it was not nice. There was too much of, you know, all the khatta and all the kind of stuff in it. You know, there was too much of imli in it, too much of, you know, it was tasting bad, Now the moment you give her this answer, it was so nice. You are just trying to pander to her, okay? The next time she is going to give you worse than that, okay? Please understand this. She is going to put more of Imli in that thing and then she is going to give you, how is it? Yeah, it's very nice. Just now we were watching one person, you know, he is going and trying out food at every place. He's not giving an expression on his face. And on video, this person can't say that anything is bad. It's the same thing with your mother also. Or with your wife also. You can't tell her your cooking is the worst of all. You can't even say this. Why? You are afraid. One is you won't get to eat next time. You see, the problem is no food will be served to you. And immediately the answer is what, you know? You didn't like it when I made it last time. I gave it to you last time and you hated it. That's why I'm never going to make it. Which eliminates literally all the cuisine, isn't it? Because anyway, I don't like anything. So, every cuisine is eliminated. So, from next time onwards, you go hungry. Okay. So, small jokes which I made. But please understand, these jokes are important. Why? Because at least, you know, you will know that these are called the modification. And who tells you all this nonsense? The mind. Why? Because your taste is connected to the mind also. You see, you may taste something with your tongue, you know. "Mm," And the mind says, "Mm." it's not good. And then what happens? But you can't show this expression to the person standing in front of you. That person is eagerly looking at you. What is he going to say? What is he going to say? And you know, like a guinea pig, you have to say, so nice. And when the person goes away, you chuck it away. <laughs> it's like that, you know. Think about it like that. <laughs> so the mind is the dangerous one. That is the second modification. And the third modification is called the happy body. It is the most ignorant of all. It, is, it doesn't even know that there is, it is there, by the way. It is always thinking that, oh, I am so good, you know. I am happy. Mr. Happy Singh. Okay. I am the happiest one among the lot. Why? Because I am a body. I am happy body. They just call me happy body. But I am the saddest one of all by the way. But I can't tell the world I am the saddest one. Because I am entrapped. You got entrapment? He is entrapped. He doesn't know what to do. He is the one who is closest to the self. And yet he is entrapped. Imagine this. Have you seen those videos where there is a tiger inside that glass cage? And they leave one cat in front of him. And this tiger is looking at that cat. And I'm sure uh, those videos are there online. Go and see. The, The big cat is looking at the small cat. And there is one big glass over there. He can't play with that small fellow. See, the whole problem is you can't play with the small fellow. So you are like the big cat you know, entrapped by the glass, which is called the happy body. Okay. Ananda And the person beyond that is that happy fellow. Actually really happy one. Huh? Because he is free. Huh? The Jeevatma is free. And he is looking at you as an idiot. Look at him in the cave. Look at him in that glass. He is such a big, like that, you know, big tiger or big elephant or whatever the hell that is. And look at him. He is entrapped. He doesn't understand anything. Got the point? So it is like that. So these three things, these are the three modifications which which have come unto you as an illusion. This All these three modifications is an illusion. None of it is true. None of it is true. Okay? For it only comes in the middle. It is only when you are there in the middle that it comes about. I explained the whole concept of middle to you. There is no beginning and there is no end. Got it? You are always in the middle. Middle of this upheaval that is going on in your life. Okay? Because you are carrying... Imagine. Have you seen that uh, Vetal? Vikramaditya and Vetal, there is one very nice story. If you go to Google and find out Vikramaditya and Vetal, you know that Vetal is always like he is always on his back. He is sitting on his back, and if you don't answer my question, I am going to eat you up. He says like this all the time. Vetal means a, a ghost, okay? That fellow is always sitting on, on the back of this king, Vikramaditya. And he's a, yeah, like that. <laughs> Just think like that. And who is this Vetal on top of you? You are the self who is realized, who is already liberated but you don't know that because there are three ghosts sitting on top of you. What are the three ghosts? The first one is this happy fellow.
1: He's always happy.
0: <laughs> he does that. Have you heard this band? She's the way <laughs> They'll do like that. This guy sits on your back and he's always laughing. He's laughing at your stupidity. Okay? He's laughing that you are always trapped. Second one Is this mind body keeps on telling you. See, I am going to teach you all these beautiful things in this world. And there you got it. Your mind body is irritating you. No end. And then you have the third, the gross, dead, the real dead man. The real dead man is this this physical body of yours. He's just walking like a zombie. (laughs) Like that. Okay, on this earth, zombie. Then what happens? There is a problem there. These three bodies are literally like ghosts on our back. And that is the reason why he says, you are in an illusion. So I hope you understand this. The true being that is you, whoever is this person that I'm talking about, is called the self. The self is entrapped by these three. And they sit on top of you and say, "Ah, you are not this body. What? I am all these bodies. This thing which you think is the self, know that self has no body. You know that, no? Self has no body. I am your bodies. You know, these three guys, these three ghosts will say, see, I am your body. Okay. So one, the happy fellow. Second is the subtle fellow. And the third one is the gross fellow. Okay. They are all gross fellows. (laughs) Not worth it. (laughs) I think we are very slowly moving towards another two more bodies. How? I will give you an understanding. See already we are carrying three bodies with us. Right? Okay. Three bodies are there. Alright. Now the clothes that you wear will be the fourth one. And the fifth one will be like you know that uh, Iron Man type of a suit. Why? Because you will have to be covered from tip to toe. Oho. Why? You cannot get into the atmosphere outside. Yeah, of course you will have that small air conditioner inside so that you can cool yourself. Yeah, all the air will be filtered and you will be going in that space suit. All, everybody. So five bodies total you have to carry. Imagine you yourself are a dead, you know, dead weight to yourself. And you have to carry all these five idiots with you. How is that? Somebody said, you know, Guruji, I don't think we need to wear any clothes below this exoskeleton of ours. (laughs) I said, don't be stupid. When you remove your exoskeleton, everything is going to be seen. No. What? So you got to wear this one more body, which is your, just now the clothes that you wear. I mean, have you ever seen this Batman without clothes or what? Huh? Or Superman without clothes? I mean, just think about it. I know he wears his underwear outside. That's a different story. But have you ever seen him without clothes? No. Even that Iron Man is with clothes inside. See, he still has clothes inside. So there are total five bodies. Three, you understood, happy body, which is called the Anandamai Kosh. Second one, which is also called the causal body, by the way. Causal body is there. Subtle body is there. Subtle body, I told you, mind and intellect and all that. And the third one is the gross body, the worst kind of all. Yeah. The, then Then you will be having clothes. Okay, for me, I'll have to carry one chasma also. Otherwise, I can't see. See, there's a problem there. <laughs> and the fifth one, you're going to be having an exoskeleton. Exoskeleton, or that, you know, are the space people, they carry this, you know, space suits like this thing. Because of this pandemic thing is increasing like nobody's business. How are you going to survive in this world? Imagine going to the beach with these five bodies. You can't even touch the oceans. Okay and by the way you will have communication device inside that body only. Alright. So now I think I have given you a future how we are going to be living like this. (laughs) So now Krishna is saying you have threefold. I am giving you fivefold. Alright. When birth of such other things befall it what is that to you? For that which exists at the beginning and the end of an unreality alone persists in the middle. So what is there in the beginning is there in the middle also you ignorant fellow, you don't understand this. Get out of this illusion of your life. All right. So now we are going to start with the questions. Okay. The questions of Uddhava. You know Uddhava is so irritated now. He says, Krishna, you have told me so much, you know, I have become more confused than ever. All right. The more you learn, the more confused you are going to be. That is the reason why devotional path is so simple. No questions at all. Okay. So let us see. So we are doing Uddhava Gita, chapter 14, verse 8, the last message of Sri Krishna. Uddhava said, O Lord of the universe, O thou whose form, whose form is the universe, please tell me how this pure and ancient knowledge which is coupled with dispassion and realization becomes steady. Please also tell me the systematic practice of that devotion to thee with the great Sikh. Which the great Sikh, which means what? So now Uddhava is asking Krishna this question. He says, hey, you have been telling me so much, you know, that this is the way of achieving, this is the way of achieving, this is the way of achieving. I have heard all that you have said. How much you sung? Ah, Don't ask that. It is always, you know, tomorrow is another day. I have to still think know. You see, I, you are giving me this food all at one time. And in your case, all you great people, your case, I am giving it weekly doses. Okay. For Saturday and Sunday, one one hour only. Imagine Uddhava is there full dosage at one time. Because anyway, Krishna is dying after this. Right. Krishna will be dead after this. All the story is over. And Udava poor fellow has to go to which place? You understand where he is going? He is going to Rajasthan. Okay, and he's going to meet Mr. Brahmaji over there. He does tapatsarya over there by the way. And he just lets go. That is the story of Uddhava. Anyway, come back to this part. Uddhava is still asking the question. Okay, please tell me how this pure and ancient knowledge. This is pure and ancient knowledge. Why? Because only Krishna can tell you this pure and ancient knowledge. You know, anybody else can tell you this ancient knowledge? No, I don't think so. Somebody has to write it down. Correct? Somebody has to actually write it down somewhere. Right? Then we can go and explore that and say, Oh, it is written in this. Got the answer or no? Huh? Or in if you go to the Egyptian places, you know, all this, you know, all those pyramids and all that. It's written, it's carved on the wall. hieroglyphics. they say, but that is also some 5,000, 7,000 years old. But he is talking about beginning. So who can tell you about the beginning? It is not written anywhere. It is only Krishna can tell you about the beginning. Nobody else has the right to even tell you this answer. Only Krishna knows the beginning. You should know this. Only Krishna knows the beginning. That is why he can tell you about it. So Uddhava is telling, See Krishna ji, we know. Okay, you are that pure and ancient, or you know about this pure and ancient knowledge which is coupled with dispassion and realization. Now, you told us so much about dispassion and realization. Now, I am little, I have got little, that 1% is there. But you know, I still have to go and meditate somewhere. Okay, so Pushkar, he goes to Pushkar. I was just trying to think about what is the name of that place. Pushkar, yeah. Alright, so. Coupled with dispassion and realization become steady. When you have realization and dispassion, then only you get the steady knowledge. So he's saying, see, this is the steady knowledge. Please tell me about the systematic practice of devotion. How do I practice this devotion to you? So can you please tell me all this? Because you have been telling me, you know, I have to do devotee. I have to become a devotee. I have to become a devotee. So even if I do this, Sankhya Yoga or Karma Yoga, what is the point? I still have to come to devotion. Okay, so I just want to go to devotion. So tell me how this devotion is achievable. So we will do the next verse. We will do two more verses because these are only questions. So let us see these two verses. So, verse 9, Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna from chapter 14. O Lord for a man smitten by the threefold afflictions and suffering torment in the dire pathways of the world I see no other refuge than thy feet which act not only like an umbrella but a rain nectar. So poor fellow like me. Okay Uddhava is pointing to himself and he says Yes Krishna I am that poor fellow who doesn't understand anything. See I have these five bodies and now you know Krishna knows he's telling me I have two more bodies. What am I to do? I don't understand. So he says, okay, for your sake, I'll say three bodies only. And but for his sake, I have to say five bodies. All right. I am carrying these three bodies with me and I am completely smitten by it. I am so much in love with my body outside. Yeah. You don't know. I do yoga, I do pranayama, early morning I stand and do the Surya Namaskar also, yes of course. I do the Surya Namaskar, I then I go and do some yoga and I do some heavy breathing. <laughs> Actually I am trying to clear my nose, okay, please understand, every night when I sleep my nose gets filled up, that's why I do these breathing exercises. Why? Because that is what I think my body is supposed to do. And after that I go for a walk and a jog and a run and all those kind of things. Why do I go for a you know walk and a run? Because you see, I get suffocated, you know, with this body. I just got to loosen myself a little bit. My hands and legs, they have got stiff. So I do that. So all these things I'm do- doing, I'm really trying to look handsome and good looking for the men and for the women, I am really trying to keep my figure trim. Yeah, I really try very hard, you know. I am trying to be very slim. See, I have got little bulges here and that don't look at them by the way. Uh, but I have to control them. So I have to go for my jog and my run. Yes, I do my yoga and all those kind of things. I do a little bit of breathing also. When the person in front of me irritates me, and I get very angry and I have to breathe very hard also. <laughs> I have to do like this. Why? Because I get very angry with that person. What do I do? So I am doing all these to maintain that stupid body of mine. Okay. And the mind, ah, that is the most difficult to maintain. So Uddhava is also telling Krishna the same thing. He says, you know what? I find it very difficult, but I got to maintain this body. Imagine I am today, tomorrow becoming mindless fellow. I don't know what I'm going to eat. See, I, you will give me anything. That same thing which I don't like. I don't like these aubergines, you know. This eggplant. And you are going to feed me and I am going to eat it as if... Oh, because I don't have a mind. Ah, that is the reason why I really got to have my mind in place. So I am carrying these three dead bodies with me. One on top of each other. See, see, and I have fallen to all these things. These afflictions are there. What do I do? And these sufferings are torment the dire pathways of this world. And what are all these sufferings in my world? First I have a wife. And the wife will say, I have a husband. And then I have these two rascals, you know. Children, you don't know them. I feel like grunting them. But then I have to be a good mother or a father. Yeah, these are my cute children. What cute? There nobody is cute over here. You have to understand. Everybody is bad, I tell you. I really rue the day when these fellows came, but I got to celebrate their birthday. If I don't do that, no, then they are not going to do any work for me. Then I'll have to go and clean their room just like that. Okay. So I got to celebrate their birthdays also very nicely. Yes. And yeah, many a time when, they, when I don't want to go to McDonald's, they'll still say, no, mom, can we go to McDonald's? And yeah, I have to go there also. <laughs> And yes, one picture is required with that fellow. You know, outside that guy who is sitting like this. I got to have that picture with me. And I don't like it. What do I do? So all these things I am forced to do. Just imagine this. (laughs) I am literally forced to do all this stuff. And this is a part of my life. And this is a torture to me. And you don't really understand. So Krishna, you please understand this. This is a torture I am going through. Okay. And you are laughing away to glory. What is this? (laughs) So these torments are the dire pathways of this world. These pathways means what? You know, just imagine like I am born this time. And my son says to me, you know, mom, you are the greatest mom in the world. And he has given me a beautiful card. I tell you that card is so lovely. That is the only time he was very good to me. Rest of the time, I feel like murdering him. But okay, if that one card is enough for the lifetime, you know. And I always feel, you know, this one card I got to preserve. But then, if I preserve that card, I have to meet the same idiot again in my next life. Then, what do I do? And next life, I think he's going to come like my brother. You know, this uh, you know sibling rivalry that is there? Yeah, that time I'll see to it, I'll kill him. <laughs> You know how sibling rivalries are there. <laughs> so next time when he is my brother, I no, will show him. <laughs> so this time, lifetimes after lifetimes. So Uddhava is telling Krishna, Krishna you put me in this condition. See, these three bodies of mine, they are trapping me like nobody's business. And every time I have to keep on getting births again and again. So, So he says, you know, please answer my questions properly so that I don't have to meet these people again. All right. So I see no other refuge than thy feet. So I have come, you know, please, I'm begging at your feet. You know, I'm going to fall at your feet. Please teach me this method of devotion so that I can eliminate all this nonsensical stuff in this world. Right. So, yeah. So only like an umbrella, but also this rain nectar. It's like an umbrella on my head and like a rain nectar. You see, when I go out in the rain, I feel so nice. Yeah, next day I have to use wicks. That's a different story. But I have to go out in the rain. The first time, you know, when it rains, it feels so nice. Yeah, some people have this, uh, you know, I I, I don't know. Over here, there is a very peculiar thing that happens. You know, my room is next to these clothes hanging outside. And the paranoia is such that every time it rains, I have to run outside. (laughs) And these people find torturing me like that. Okay. So, anyway, the rain is also like that. So, Krishna, your words are like this rain. Okay. And I want to be at your feet. So, please, please, please answer me these questions so that I can get rid of all these fellows in my life. Okay. So, I can come to you straight away. So, the verse number 10 from chapter 14 says. O thou of wonderful powers, deign to save this man fallen into this worldly pit and bitten by the snake of time and withal thirsting violently after trivial pleasures and sprinkle him over with words that conduce to liberation. So please Krishna, please, please, please. He says, you have got these wonderful powers. You see, when everybody thinks, you know, Krishna has these wonderful powers, they will come and they will torment him. No end, I can tell you. Yeah. I am his voice. You know, that is why I am telling you. They will come and Krishna, you have got these magical powers. Can you use these magical powers and do this to me? What? See, I want to get rid of this fellow. What do I do? You think Krishna is sitting over there to get rid of all your stupidities? But no. Even Uddhava thinks like that. Uddhava is thinking that, you know, Krishna, see, I am coming and sitting next to you. Right now, I am sitting next to you only. What? This is a story going on between Uddhava and Krishna. Okay. And this is from the Bhagavatam. You know Bhagavatam is a very, very beautiful text. All right. So this is a story from the Bhagavatam. And in the Bhagavatam, Uddhava is telling Krishna. But how is he telling, you know, Bhagavatam, how it has come about? I am sure you know now that, you know, the king Parikshit. Right. From there onwards... Sukhdev is telling him that story. Now Sukhdev's story was told to Parikshit which is heard by Suta Goswami. And Suta Goswami is telling us this story which Krishna has told to Uddhava. So, got this. This is a whole line of things. So, don't forget where it comes from, okay? Because, see, somewhere in the middle, all these people have to be given credit. So, my credits are rolling just now. So, I am giving the credit. Parikshet, starring Parikshet, starring Sukhdev, starring Suta Goswami. Like that, I have to keep on giving. These are credits. So, here, what is happening is, he says, Uddhava is telling Krishna. So, we are continuing with the dialogue. He says, Krishna, you know you have all the magical powers. Of course, you have all these magical powers and you can save any man. Okay. I have heard about this, you know. You you can save any man from any place. I just want that thing. So he says any person who is bitten by time, which means what? Those who are in the cycle of rebirths. you know, Just now only we did that. You are in the middle, neither the beginning nor the end. But next time you have to wear another exoskeleton. Why you want to do that? Five bodies. Oh my goodness gracious. You know five bodies. But sorry for all those people who have not heard this properly. You will get three more bodies. How is that? Okay, I will tell you how it is. The two bodies will always be with you. Which is called? Huh? The subtle body is always, the nonsensical one who keeps on talking nonsense to you is always with you. Why? Nonsensical people carry nonsensical bodies. It's like a parrot sitting on your shoulder and is doing like that. And then you have the inner one which is called the causal body which is a happy fellow. The happy fellow is always there. He's always laughing. See <laughs> this, is, this, is, this idiot is getting one more body now. Okay. So these two bodies you are always traveling with. One life to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other. So, subtle body and causal body, you keep on journeying further and further. And then every life, you get food body. And now, because of coronavirus, one more body and then one more skeleton on top of it. So, all these three bodies, you will get additional. So, did you get that? So, all these are going to come to you. So, Because of the snake of time. Okay. So he says, And I am thirsting, and with all thirsting violently after trivial pleasures. These five bodies, they keep on seeking treasures. What are they thinking? I still wish, you know, that they will stop manufacturing this iPhone. I don't have to think of iPhone 25 and iPhone 26 and all that. We are still in iPhone 12, but what are you talking about iPhone 25 and 26? Don't worry. It will still come. Why? And yeah. And everybody is going to come back. There will be at least a millionth version of Batman also through C. Of course. And at that time also you will still say you know, that Batman which was played by that fellow was the best. Okay. What is his best? Uh, he was the best Batman. Why? And there were no such, you know, gimmickry at that time. So that life of yours, you will still be thirsting for all the iPhones of this world. All the beautiful gadgetries that are there. Yeah. And how many sophias are going to come? Don't ask me. Okay. So and sprinkle him over with words that conduce to liberation. So please Krishna, I want you to give me this knowledge. Okay. Of getting out of this, all this nonsense that I am been So many bodies you keep on adding on top of it. You know Those who live in the cold countries, you know, they have five more bodies on top of their three bodies. Why? Because they have to wear thermals also, this one also, that one also and take, carry three more coats. Why? Because it's very cold over there. The only thing you can do is rub your noses and say, "Hmm, namaste. Rubbing noses, by the way, is not allowed nowadays during coronavirus. So don't rub your noses also. (laughs) See, every time before I start my satsang, I have to put on powder on my nose. Otherwise, it becomes like reindeers, you know. Shining nose. That is why. (laughs) Alright. So now you understood. So the thing which you need to understand over here is Krishna, please give me these answers how to reach the devotional path. And those who are really keen and those who want this instant you know ticket because we will be issuing tickets tomorrow Sunday. Okay. To straight up, <laughs> to reach that Goloka Vrithavada through the devotional path. Please join us tomorrow for the satsang. Okay. Same time 6.30am in the morning and wear your masks. Okay. When you go out wear your mask and social distancing is a must. Bye. Take care. You have a great day today. Bye.